0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Got it! Crowd cheers. Here's settled He's got him! He's got it
0: and welcome back to another episode of Two Sleeps in the Galley. I'm joined by Aaron. How are you, mate? I'm very well, thanks mate. How are you going? I'm pretty good. We've got uh we're, well, two well one incredible test that we're going to talk about and one that was, you know, had the potential to be incredible but uh, very early on in the piece we sort of saw where it was going and uh,
1: yeah. Um and quite frankly we feel a little bit stitched up by the whole thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. So well, we're of course talking about the final test for the Border Gavaskar Trophy, which ended in an unsatisfying uh, batathon draw, um, and uh, which gave India the two-one series lead and obviously retained the Border Gavaskar Trophy. And we're of course the other one is going to be that uh, absolutely astonishing first test between Sri Lanka and New Zealand, which where everything was there to play for, and Sri Lanka needed to win the game to uh, keep their World Test Championship hopes alive.
1: Um, and What a game of cricket. Oh. Aren't they knocking out some the Kiwis? You know, they, they may have slipped down the rankings a little bit, but I'll tell you what, they're a formidable team at home. Oh,
0: and I'll tell you what, too. They they can play a good five days of cricket. Oh, there's yeah. a couple of tests yeah. Um, coming up where it's gone right to the death yeah. of day five and there's been just a gripping, enthralling encounter. And credit to both teams playing their cricket in such a way yeah. that manifested...
1: That's the thing where I think we really need to be focusing on regardless of who you support. These guys, the Kiwis and the guys who come over to play them, the Poms and the Sri Lankans, have played wonderful test cricket. Yeah. Wonderful test cricket.
0: And uh, for all of the all those people out there that uh, dare to listen to the podcast and think, oh, well, I do like a bit of T20 and one Taters, but test cricket is a bit boring. I challenge you to go and find a KO Mini and watch that first test and the last test between uh, New Zealand and and yeah, England. Like. These are games that went the full distance, five days. Uh, could not get closer.
1: Yeah, could not every, get closer. Every result possible in the last over of the fifth day. Every result still possible. Is that just that's just extraordinary? Yeah, um, I I can guarantee you. Like I, I I will
0: I will concede the point. Test cricket can be slow and and the fourth. Test between Australia and India. Test cricket can sometimes be boring, but overall, yeah. Test cricket as a package can be some of the most enthralling sports drama you have ever seen. So, um, don't yeah, you just go out and watch that. You will your if you're a T20 or a one day fan, but you know could take or leave the Test cricket. Watch the New Zealand England Test. Watch the New Zealand Sri Lanka Test, and come back to me. You will be sitting there going, "This Test cricket is awesome." Yeah, it goes all right. All right, so straight after this, we'll get into this test that we've been talking so much about.
1: Go straight down the throat at first
0: steps. Back-to-back tests from the Kiwis, finishing in, in such an incredible manner. Um, so first test at Hagley Oval uh, in Christchurch between uh, New Zealand and Sri Lanka. As we've talked about, the stakes for this were Sri Lanka needed to win this series 2-0. Um, to give themselves any chance of making the World Test Championship Final. Obviously, it was reliant on either the uh, the the Test being a draw or Australia winning, which it was. It ended up being a draw, so all the things are open. And um, Sri Lanka came out with a point to prove and really put uh, the Kiwis to the sword. Uh, uh, atna got a 50, and Kusul Mendes was hammering the Kiwis. Yeah. Um, a run of all eighty-seven. It must have been given Southie and, and Wagner just nightmares. Going, oh God, here we go again. Just yeah. getting absolutely pillared around the park.
1: Mm-hmm. The thing is about Crusel Mendes, and I mean, I'm sure that the Shri- that the Sri Lankan followers would find him a very, very frustrating play because he can do that, and then he plays some of the worst shots for a top order batsman that you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. And when he's on, this is what he does. You know, eighty seven off eighty three against a very good attack on a on a relatively green wicket too. Like on that first day, the ball was moving around. He'd be it was really a at that swing. point you'd
0: be really hoping he'd sort of just settle himself down and really kick on and make that a big score. But as it was, uh, they had contributions all down the order. Angelo Matthews just the ageless one. He, he's just so an ageless wonder, isn't he? Um churned out forty odd, Judas Paul forty odd, uh, Dehanja Jasilva, De 46, yeah. um, Kasun uh, Rajitha, 22, yeah. and then all of the tail got te- in the, te- like, double figures. Yeah. And they end up getting themselves to to quite a significant score, which is 3.55, so it puts them right in, like, a really good position to force a result. Yeah, yeah
1: anytime you anytime you're making 3.50, around about 3.50, 3.50 plus in a first innings of a Test match, and particularly, like I said, that there was some, a fair bit doing in that weekend on the first day, and they just played semi basketball cricket, I guess you'd say. They there was no fear. They were all scoring at a good rate. Even Karun Ratner who can be a little bit on the plotty side. You know, his strike rate was pushing up towards sixty. Yeah. So um yeah. Slowed down a little bit after Mendes got out, but you know, still the silver and Chandemal was still scoring at a very quick rate. They probably missed a bit of a trick. They really needed to get to that four hundred mark.
0: Mm.
1: I think where,
0: where they actually missed the trick is So New Zealand got off to a pretty good start. They were one or none for sixty seven, but then they collapsed yeah. to that was to six, six for one eighty eight, and then seven for two thirty five. Yeah. So that's a that's a hundred and thirty run lead right there. And then it was just this absolutely gargantuan effort from Daryl Mitchell. Another fantastic hundred. He's turning into. Like a, a, a talismanic middle-order batsman for them, and then uh, Matt Henry with a run of ball seventy-two, which actually ended up getting New Zealand the lead, which you would have thought was just
1: un, unfathomable. It wasn't going to happen. Like when they were they were six down for less than two hundred, and you're thinking to yourself, well, they need a partnership, and I figured that the partnership was going to be between Bracewell and Mitchell. Bracewell played okay, but not his normal sort of aggressive self. But Matt Henry and Tim Southie come out and just started slapping the ball to all parts. Well, they all
0: did too. Neil yeah. Wagner came out and he had a, a better-than-a-runner ball 27 and no. just really just took the game away from Sri Lanka. And where Sri Lanka were looking like at one point they were going to be bossing the game, no. um, you know, New Zealand come back and, and turn it around on them and um, end up with a lead, which was no. just would have just been crushing from that because it's, it's six for 180. Yeah. They you, would have been you, thinking, we're, yeah. in, we're in a real shot here if we're getting this one away. Mm-hmm. Um, they come back. Angelo Matthews, uh, another 100. Well done. Set another
1: overseas 100 too from, a, from a, a guy who has just been the rock of Sri Lankan batsmen, batsmen oh, yeah. for, for years now. Yeah, especially since um, Joe Wardner mm-hmm. and yeah. Zikara left. Yeah. Um, he
0: was backed up well by Chandamol and uh, De Silva, uh, yeah. Dayanjanas De Silva, who's he's turning into quite a handy batsman
1: down the order. It's a few little scores he's managed yeah. to knock away and there. He's got a Test hundred as well. So, I mean, it's a pretty. I mean, Dick Weller was coming in at, at eight, which isn't you know he didn't play particularly well in this game, but you know that's not a bad batting lineup. And with three genuine bowlers and a couple of spinners up in your up in your top order there. They, they're starting to turn into a reasonably good uh, test team, both home and away, Sri Lanka. Mm.
0: Well, like I said, he's got a, a number of hundreds. I think that's his ninth yeah. test hundred now. Um, 10.50, he's averaging 40. Yeah. And then his bowling probably needs a bit of work. He's averaging 54 with the ball. But, um, yeah. you know, the, the handy enough,
1: middle-order player. Yeah, well, I mean, he clearly plays that role of the batsman who can bowl a bit. Yeah. You know, I, I seem to remember him being probably a little bit better bowler earlier on in his career than what he is now. So, But, yeah, I mean, there's always a place for in a, in a team for that guy who can fill that role. Absolutely. You know, you're going to get the average in 40. You, you're picking up the odd wicket here and there. You keep it relatively tight, you know, and that fills a role for your team.
0: Yeah.
1: Particularly overseas for Sri Lanka as well. Yeah, it helps
0: with the you know, balancing yeah, side, especially yeah. when um, – that you're going to go to really foreign conditions to yeah. what you're used to, when Like you New Zealand, yeah, yeah. Um, and then that set up a really intriguing fourth innings run chase, 285 to win, I should say. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and again, Sri Lanka made a pretty good go at it. They were they were three for ninety at one point. And you're thinking, God, they might get here. Mm-hmm. And then a, a, an absolutely brilliant partnership between uh, Darren Mitchell and Kane Williamson, who again has another. Another fourth innings hundred. I believe he averages fifty five in the fourth innings, which is extraordinary. Staggering.
1: Yeah, that's like that's all time sort of record. It, oh yeah, I think he's the
0: third highest average all time. Yeah. That's like uh, Colin Cowder or Jack Hobbs, yeah. people like that. Like yeah. there's some really big names in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you think, oh, okay, New Zealand are gonna are gonna get home nice and easy here. They lose Darren Mitchell in the 62nd over. They lose Tom Blundell in the 64th over. They yeah. lose Bracewell, Bracewell in the
1: 68th, 68th. and then Southie South in... free balls later, and then Henry, and then all of a sudden it's 280 for eight,
0: and they're and they're running out of balls to get home as yeah. well. So they're, um, at one point they need there was two balls left. They needed two wickets for Sri Lanka to win and one run for. Yeah. Um, for the Kiwis. the Kiwis to get home. They bowl a bouncer, probably should have been a wide. Oh, but look, the replay that it was well, well a wide. And Umpires be, aren't going to give a wide to win a game in test
1: cricket unless nah. it's a really bad one. Like, it was a pretty bad one, really. I mean, in his, Kane Williamson's not a small man and it cleared his... Uh, Put his helmet comfortably Yeah It should have been Game over right there and then But as you said Don't let the facts Get in the way Of a good story
0: Then they got another one Bowled another bouncer Williamson tried to play it Called through for the bye And um, They threw the stumps Down at the non-strikers And Williamson made it By what? Uh, Half a bat Yeah Less than half a bat Yeah um, that was the difference between um, a, tie it, yeah. and a, a tie and, and a tie and a win and just yeah. yeah, last the last ball of the test is yeah. that what came that
1: down oh, Just amazing stuff. Yeah. and so exciting to watch. I mean, Aaron touched on it earlier, you get a chance to go and watch that KO of the last day of that Kiwi test against England and the last day of the Kiwi test against Sri Lanka. And they are some of the oh, best. It doesn't even need to be the last day. Watch the whole lot. Like they, yeah.
0: the game moved at such a frenetic pace. You're not sitting there thinking, oh, okay, nothing happened, nothing happened, nothing happened. Everything happened. Like yeah. the game, the game's progressed in such a just an enthralling, entertaining way where momentum shifted. Yeah. Um. You know, Sri Lanka would have been sitting there thinking at 355 replied six for 180. We're well on top. Yeah. New Zealand ends up taking a first innings lead, which is great. Then you've got a fantastic 100 with some cameos to get a third-inning score over 300 to set up an enthralling run chase. Um, They start off strong, massive partnership, collapse of wickets, running out of time.
1: And And to be fair, some really, really excellent bowling on that last day from the Sri Lankans. At one stage when Mitchell and Williamson were going, they looked like they were going to do this in a canter. They really did. And the way that they fought back, I thought Fernando was absolutely outstanding. The spinner. Well, just, Fernando
0: ended up with seven for the game. Yeah,
1: so he was brilliant on that last day. He, he was moving that old ball around and making it very, very difficult. Once they got through that partnership and they started to get down into the tail, it got very, very tense. Blundell, I thought, his, his shot to get out wasn't particularly great, I didn't think. You know, it was probably a little bit on the aggressive side. Tell you what, though. You know, we were doing the Sri Lankan
0: all-time Test 11 last year. Yeah. And we were sort of, you know, um and and ah ahhing because we were struggling for some really high-quality... Fast bowlers that played along yeah. long. Well, Chaminda Vars obviously, and yeah. then there's a quite a few that played a handful of tests that had an average in the like the mid 30s. That you're yeah. like, oh, well, none of them are really yeah. super world class. Yeah. Very very early in his career, eight tests, so long time ago. Mm-hmm. 27 wickets at 23 and a
1: half. Yeah, Fernando starts so. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, you know, there's uh, an awful lot to like about him. He's coming out and he's doing a job for Sri Lanka, and they've got some they've got some building
1: pieces there. They've got um. Oh, look, I've been very impressed with from the depths that they were in a couple of years ago, and when you consider all the strife and everything that's going on in the country, they are starting to rebuild Sri Lankan cricket in all forms. They're not a pushover team in in any form of cricket anymore. Obviously, at home they're dominant. Mm. But they're showing that they can get around the world and put on good, solid performance. I really
0: want to see Patham Nasanka take that next step. I'm yeah. not sure why he's not playing in this series, whether he's been overlooked, because yeah. his form at test level has been a little scratchy. Yeah. Uh, but the guy is brilliant. Yeah, he's he's a player. brilliant player. Just yeah. want to see him just grow a little bit more and make white ball cricket... Sorry, um, red white, ball cricket. white clothes cricket, yeah. red ball cricket, yeah. more... Second nature to him because he's yeah. obviously a very talented short-form player. Yeah. I don't want to see him lost to just being a short-form specialist. No. I want to see him turn into one of these this next generation of great players for Lanka because he's yeah. special to watch. And if he gets it, if he can turn into a player averaging north of 40 yeah. or 40-ish at the top of the order, mm-hmm. like that goes a long well, way. Well, it would
1: make him – I mean, you can imagine that um, – Karuna Ratner is still going to have a couple of good years left in him, and he's quite frankly been one of the best openers in the world now for a a considerable amount of time. If they get a really solid opening partnership, a consistent opening partnership happening, they have the stroke makers in that middle order that can do some serious damage. A couple of them are getting old, Shandamel, and Matthews probably don't have an awful lot much longer left in them. Oh, but Matthews will play forever. He just well, doesn't age, since, does he? Well, since he's basically him giving up bowling's been the best thing that he ever could have done for his career.
0: Yeah, well, his bowling wasn't really. It was. It was. It was honest. Oh, look, when that.
1: he when he first started, he was a re- he was a pretty reasonable bowler, but then he became like this dibbly-dobbler who's just trying to drop it in on a length and sort of suck it in with lack of pace. But um, yeah, clearly him giving away running in and bowling has helped his body to preserve itself a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, like his innings you know, the day was just excellent. Yeah. You know, almost flawless. Didn't give a chance. Didn't look like getting out. Um, and just dominated, dominated when he was there, Sri Lanka were in control.
0: Mm. Uh, moving to Kane Williams, because I got, I want to touch on on him a bit because it's another fantastic innings from him. I had a sort of question raised online and had a bit of a think about it. I want to see what your thoughts are. In the last 30 years, so since 1990-ish, where do you rank Williamson in the list of number threes in what we say modern cricket? What, in the ones that I've seen? Well, yeah. So from 1990
1: onwards, where would you rank um, Kane Williamson in in terms of number threes? In that list, if I had to create a list, the first man that would be on it would be uh, R. Ponting. Yep. Um, And then... Probably are Dravid. Yeah, cool. Um. And then probably Kate Williamson. So no Sangakara? is better bat at four. I think he played two hundred innings at three. Was it 3 I'm, I'm pretty sure it was pretty sure it was, it was three. Well then obviously if he's a Morris if it's those sort of numbers then he yeah. He goes in ahead of Williamson, but then Williamson's certainly in the debate for the top five.
0: Cool. We're on the, on the same page. I had um, I had Ponting, um, Cara Dravid, yeah. and then Williamson. Okay.
1: Look, his performance in a team that doesn't play an awful lot of test cricket and has basically performed all around the world, um, he's just a wonderful player. <laughs> it's yeah. just the bottom line. He's just a wonderful player. Yeah. Technically almost perfect.
0: Yeah, so two, oh, that, and 200
1: and so, 207 innings
0: at an average of 60 yeah. with nearly 12,000 runs for Kumar Sangakkara. Okay.
1: So yeah. yeah. So I, I always put, pitched him more as a four or an opener. Didn't really take into account the fact that he played so much at number three because, you know, and like particularly bat, when he was a creep he didn't bat an awful lot at number three, did he? But oh, still, he might have done it at the same time. Yeah. Okay. Um, well so he, he's if, got he's had that non- just goes to show what an absolutely amazing bloody player he was, then, doesn't it? Out of two
0: hundred and thirty three innings, he spent two hundred and seven of them at three, yeah. nine of them at the top, eleven of them at four.
1: Okay. Well we'll accept him as one of the greatest number <coughs> fans, okay?
0: No problem at all. So yeah, I am similar to you, I had the same sort of names. Ponting, yeah. Tengakara, Dravid, um, People threw up sort of Lara, who spent a bit of time at three. People threw up oh. Callas, who spent a bit of time at three, but I think they're more fours. No, they were number fours, yeah.
1: Uh,
0: Hashim Amla is another one. I think I've probably got Kane ahead of him. Amla was yeah. a, a fantastic player. And <laughs> we haven't seen all of Kane's career yet. There may be a drop off, but Amla had a quite a significant drop off towards the end of his yeah, career, which, he... it, like, in a matter of, like, I think he lost four runs to his average in about 50 or. 55 innings or something like yeah, that. which is
1: an enormous amount. That's basically saying that you're you're failing more than you're succeeding. So... Um, uh, the one thing I will say about Hashem Amla, um, I rate him very highly. Oh, wonderful player. Yeah. Um, the only thing I ever found about him is that he could be a bit one-paced. Yeah. Okay, and he wasn't really... It took him a while. Those great players who we've just mentioned, except probably Dravid, who was a bit more of a, a technician and a solid player, Yusanga Akaras. Yeah, your, your pointings would take the game away from
0: you. Yeah, they were Let they just go they, down and smash. They them. were Ian chappell esque yeah. like what he wanted out of a number three—a guy yeah. to turn the game around and, um, you know, be ready to come in second ball of the test, but also have the shots to yeah. to, to change the game on a dime. Yeah. And I think Kane Williamson's like that. He's got. He's not. I don't think he's quite as. Devastating. He's not as flamboyant as, as Sangakara and Ponting, but he can certainly score runs at a, at a good enough clip to, to not, change momentum.
1: He's more of a surgeon than a butcher.
0: Um, and the fact that his numbers in the fourth innings are what they are is no. just you now. A number three, you you've got a lot of work to do in the fourth innings because you know you, fourth innings typically is when we're going to lose a bunch of wickets, and more often than not, he is holding his side together no. and um, and scoring well. So. Yeah, well done to New Zealand there. Really pulled that one out of the fire. Unfortunately for Sri Lanka, that is their World Test Championship campaign finished in terms of making the finals. All, all they still
1: credit can... to them, but to get this far.
0: Oh yeah. To be to be in the running, um, in the yeah, at this point of the series. I mean and they needed some things to go their way, but at the end of the day they can they largely control their own destiny. Come out and win games and you'll make the final, sort of yeah. thing. And um, that's all you can ask. And yeah. and they play
1: they play a very, a very, very attractive brand of cricket.
0: At the end of the last World Test Championship, yeah. where New Zealand beat India, yeah. if I said to you that Australia would make it, and it would come down to Sri Lanka or India yeah. to make the other spot. For the next, in two years' time, we'll be in the finals and the yeah. final spot will be down between India and Sri Lanka. You would laugh.
1: And, and it'll come down to the last available test match. Yeah.
0: Well, actually, no, there's one more one to more. go
1: with the Sri Lanka. Yeah, Lankan so the Lankan la- Lankan.
0: in the last series available before the final, yeah. it'll come down to India or Sri Lanka. Yeah. You would have been, no way, Sri yeah. Lanka aren't getting there. So it's a credit to them to, to, to how well, obviously, they play at home. And they're an emerging side coming away as well they're, yeah. they're going to be putting teams through their paces no matter where yeah. they go. All right right after this we're going to have a chat about um, uh, an interesting one you know, staying in New Zealand funny enough uh, with Australia A. Got him,
1: knocked him over. the pressure was too much.
0: Uh, before we get stuck into the end of the board, a Gaviscar trophy, we're going to have a talk about something that Australia has uh, implemented in looking forward to the next big series that we've got, which is the Ashes. And that is in the form of an Australia A squad to take on New Zealand A in New Zealand using a Duke ball, yeah. um, which I thought is a wonderful idea. Um, it gives uh, these, these players a sense of what it's like A to be playing in. What's close to English conditions? Mm-hmm. Um, it's in April, so it's too early to obviously go to England. Yeah. And it also gives them an opportunity to feel what it's like to be on tour and travel and go to a different country and all that sort of stuff. I mean, New Zealand. another Zealand's,
1: part of their learning experience. Yeah. So although some of these guys that are in this squad have already earned their stripes. Yeah. Um, I got no. I think it's actually a really good squad. We're I'm, going to talk about the guys who missed
0: out. I've got one particular player who I thought absolutely should have made it, but um, overall, I'm happy with. I can see the direction they're going with the squad. Yeah. So, um, uh, and before before we go, there's some big names that you would think that should be in contention for Asher's preparation who have been overlooked, and that is because they are uh, have. <coughs> excuse me, they've already got county deals. Yeah.
1: So, um. So they're going to get get all the best practice. I wonder wonder how, look, I know that the English like to import the very best players that they can get into the county system. Is it it going to be something that they're going to come back to regret?
0: Um, I know that it's talked about in England quite a lot, especially leading into an Ashes summer for them. Is why do we keep letting Australian players come over and acclimatise in these conditions? But, but because keeps,
1: we don't let them come over and play Shield cricket,
0: I don't think it's some of the fact that we don't let them. I don't think there's a rule in place saying that no, we won't pick. There's no point coming over that we won't pick them. I, um, but there's also you got to remember there's what 18 counties yeah. in, so there's a, a lot more spots up to yeah. grabs as opposed to yeah, that's true in um in Shield. Um, So the squad is Wes Agar, Xavier Bartlett, Aaron Hardy, Peter Hanscom, who I imagine will probably captain this squad, uh, Spencer Johnson, uh, Campbell Calloway, uh, Nathan McSweeney, Joel Paris, Mitch Perry, Jimmy Pearson, Matthew Renshaw, Mitchell Swepson, Tim Ward, and Teague Wiley. Um, So a few takeaways from that. I'm loving the additions of guys like McSweeney, Campbell Calloway, Teague Wiley. Yeah. Um, young batsman who have shown a bit of promise. Um, you know, Wiley being talked up quite a lot. He scored a, a shield hundred, but not really contributed a lot, but looks like he's going to be a really good player. Same with Campbell Callaway, looks very talented. McSweeney um, scored some runs for South Australia, had a bit of a a bit of a tilt in the big bash, looking really good. I'm loving, loving the selection of Spencer Johnson. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this is one of the few things that I really will say. Has probably worked the other way more than what you would expect with the Big Bash. The Big Bash has not really unearthed a lot of T20 players to come play for Australia. No. If you go over the last, you know, what are we up well, with? Big Bash 11, this yeah. was, one wasn't it? Yeah. Um, someone who has emerged out of nowhere in the Big Bash and then gone on to represent Australia in. Yeah. most formats. And god can to have a big franchise career. Oh, I can't think way. of any, really, that have established themselves as being, you know, hi, this is me. The first time you've seen me is the Big Bash and then I've developed into an Australian representative. It almost, I can't think of one that's happened to. But it has managed to highlight some of these players to then come and get consistent first-class gigs. Ollie Davis has been picked in the New South Wales side yeah. um, every game since... Which is a pretty big big bash campaign. Uh, Spencer Johnson hadn't made um, South Australia before the big bash, has then played since then and And has taken a stack of wickets.
1: Absurd record. And I, I was watching a little bit of him on KO the other day. Um, there's a little, there's a fair bit of his namesake
0: about him too. Yeah, oh, big yeah. Mitch. Yeah, big, big strong, quick left armer Yeah. Um. So very, very happy to see him getting looked at because big, tall left arm fast bowler. Um. Yeah. And yeah, you, know, you could say has he jumped the queue? He's only played a handful of Shield games. But he, he's What's the queue? Yeah. What is the queue? It's an Australia A game. So yeah. Um. Where's Agar? Again, looks good in in the the big Bash has Had some you know reasonably strong shield contributions. Xavier Bartlett looks like an out and out swing bowler. Yeah,
1: um, I'm, but was actually really pleased to see that they're looking at guys like Bartlett and stuff like that. guys who not necessarily going to be 140k's now, but will swing the swing the new rock. Joel Paris is
0: another one, left arm swing yeah. bowler as well. Yeah,
1: um, Jimmy Pearson, who
0: um, if someone told me that Jimmy Pearson is the next in line to keep for Australia, I would not. I'd be like, you're right, Matt. He probably is probably, every, Most people think it's Inglis, but in terms of pure keeping,
1: no. I think it'd be Jimmy he, Pearson. Um, um, he, he is just an outstanding keeper, and he's batting. And being the captain of Queensland has done him the world of good. He, he's just thrived. He's gone to another level as a, as a keeper, a batsman, as a leader. They've got a really good sort of
0: way. Like Chris Hartley was another guy. Yeah. Was it, um That was his name, wasn't he? Yeah, the, Chris the, Hartley. The
1: keeper there that he, he was, was kept excellent, for ages. Yeah. For it and, yeah. You know, um Wade second was another one before Hartley. Um, you know, all these guys miss out because they've got we've got excellent wicket keepers in Australia, but you know, if they were the next cab off the rank, oh, I actually said it I think during our previews for the Board of Gavasko, I'd have no problem with Pearson being the next one over if um Kerry went down. They said it was gonna be English, they nominated that if anything happened to Kerry, Inglis was gonna be on the plane, but I would have sent Pearson.
0: Yeah, I have no issues with Jimmy Pearson as well. Um, Swepson gets in to try and force his claims as the uh, the backups, uh, uh, spin bowler um, Aaron Hardy oh, is, is well, a guy that's um, looking he, like he's got he's, superstar
1: written all yeah, over him. We really need to be thinking we're taking this guy to England. Let's just let's confirm what we think. Because uh, can you imagine? He if,
0: absolutely has to be yeah. over there as cover for Cambridge. Oh, yeah. Don't worry about taking Mitch Marsh. Just take Aaron Hardy.
1: Please, let's not even talk about Mitch Marsh anymore in relation to being a test all-rounder. We have four guys, I think, well, certainly three, who are in the queue ahead of him, and that's Green, and that's um, Hardy, and Sutherland. I'd take Sutherland before I took
0: I don't necessarily know if I'd take Sutherland... As a first-class all-rounder just yet. I mean, oh, look, he's, he's, a, he's a much better. He's a bowling all-rounder yeah. at this point in his first-class career. He's no. an excellent bowler. No. Um, I don't think he's quite international ready yet. But I agree. I think he's got international. Yeah. As
1: far as, as far as, written, so there's a cue here, Mitch Marsh has got to be behind. Yeah. Those just guys. let him play
0: white ball cricket. Yeah. He's. Um, yeah. That, that's his. That's his jam. Let and he's old. Um, the player I thought I'm, I think is really, really hard done by, has uh, missed out on a spot here, is um, Matt Short. This guy has been hitting everything out of the middle white ball, red ball, 50 over, 20 over, first class. Yeah. He, he has been an absolute. And since he's come back from the Big Bash, he has taken his first class game to another level. Yeah. He has been outrageous. Uh, the thing I was saying to you. Um, uh, off air is I would have no issues if they pulled just a, a rabbit out of the hat and if say Smith retired at the end of the ashes yeah. and they needed a middle order batsman I have no problems picking Matt Short to
1: go into that role like yeah. um, the guy just looks so such a good player um, and, and like I'm sure there would be people out there say well what about this person what about that person they've been there they've done that no, you pick people on form when they're in form, and you put them in the team. And if he, he does well to start with, you give him a run.
0: Yeah,
1: you give him a run. It would be a. Dev- imagine what a devastating batting lineup that would be, where you got through the top three, and then all of a sudden you've got Green in really good form, Travis Head, and Matt Short coming in ripping you to pieces. Yeah, those guys yeah. could make three hundred in a day by themselves. Yeah, I just—he's a special player, and he's in a real rich vein of form. The only thing
0: I can think of, and I hope, is what's happening is they're considering him maybe for white ball duties in preparation for the World Cup. So maybe they've they've held him back from that. But he's not been included in the Border Gavaskar, uh, well, sorry, the, the Australia India ODI squad. Yeah. I'm not sure where we're going after that in terms of white ball cricket. But maybe, yeah, maybe it's just one of those ones where the selectors have overlooked a guy who's in. Mm. obvious form Um, obviously Yeah. so Cam Bancroft has been scoring runs for fun in Shield cricket he has a county contract so he's over there Labashane's over there
1: Smith's over there Smith's over
0: there if I was David Warner I would be seriously thinking about trying to find a county as well because he needs to get some
1: batting under his his book you are very very quickly becoming yesterday's man Mr. Warner yeah you are
0: Um, but overall, I think this is a, a, an absolutely great initiative. I'm very happy with um, with the idea behind it. Um, you know, it's- well, we've
1: been pushing for the Australia Ray concept to be a regular touring thing. You know, we go on a tour every year and <laughs> someone comes out to see us. Yeah. You know, and whether it's a developmental thing or preparation for a major tournament like the Ashes or whatever it happens to be, Australia Ray needs to be an essential part of our development. And,
0: and, and there is a nice mix forward. between guys that have had... Success. So, like Hardy's had a bit of success at shield level now. Yeah. Um, hanscom has been a great player for a while. Pearson, um, uh, Swepson, Renshaw—they're yeah. all guys that are established. But then you've also got this young brigade: Spencer Johnson, Campbell Calloway, Teague Wiley. Yeah. Um, they're like there's uh, you know Mitch Perry, who's having a real strong finish of the season. He's the big... a
1: very interesting player, isn't he? I was watching some of him in the um, in the West Australia. Um, Victoria game is going on at the moment I was watching a bit of it yesterday he didn't get a wicket but jeez he asked some questions he does man. he's he, going to be he, a good bowler he is just at you all the
0: time and it's, it's, it's there's three dimensional thinking here they're thinking about let's put a good spot on the paddock but let's also get guys that we've identified as being yeah. future Australian players Yeah. In there and, and expose them to you know as close as we can international cricket without actually exposing them. So it, it's and great. And I've
1: got no doubt the Kiwis will put out a very strong squad as well because they have they've got a fair bit of depth lying around in, in New Zealand as well. Not just their, their top eleven. You know, there's some guys who aren't in their aren't in their setup at the moment who play a fair bit of test cricket.
0: Yeah, so, so interesting
1: to see what. Yeah.
0: The, the, so the, that's uh, that kicks off uh, April first Is when that goes to April 1st to April 11th. That's got to be ominous. (laughs) Um, All right, so uh, right after this, we'll move into what we've all wanted to talk about, which is the fallout from the fourth test of the Border Gaviscar series. So the last test has come to a close, and uh, if you're following any of my mini pods on YouTube, um, yes. you've seen my thoughts on it. But yes, it was um, yeah, ended up being a pretty pretty tame draw. We're just we're waiting, we're doing we're waiting for that thing where you've got two days where the pitch does nothing, and then it just falls apart in your hands, and then spinners just take you take you out of the game. But it never really got there. The pitch never really broke up. You could really tell the way that Ashwin was bowling on day five that there was just like he was frustrated with the wicket. There was yeah. just nothing going for it. Um, so it ended up being uh, you know, a pretty, you know,
1: anticlimactic game and two-one draw. For so the series to end that way was very anticlimactic, and we kind of knew it was going to be that way after I. I basically thought after day three this can't be anything but a draw.
0: Yeah, it hadn't really. There was
1: nothing there.
0: Hadn't, nothing had really happened. There was a bit of spin, but it was all consistent. There was nothing yeah. really misbehaving. It's so, thought, oh, this is – unless we really stuff it up here yeah. where it's going to be a draw. Yeah. Um, so we'll go through some of the big highlights. Uh, Usman Khawaja, 180, narrowly missed out on another double 100. He's
1: starting to get a little bit of a – he might be getting a bit of a phobia. <laughs> How many times have he been up past 175 now? That's a few. A
0: couple now. Yeah. Not quite got there. Um, mm-hmm. Fantastic innings from Uzi. Um, you know. What a player what, he's turned out to be. Say what you like about the um, the, the pitch being what it was, but um, you know, you've still got to go out and score the runs. Big, big innings from him. Um, you know, Travis Head doing what he was supposed to do at the top. I thought he was a little reckless, but, again, it's one of those things where you've got to, you know, where do you draw the line for Travis Head? You send yeah. him out here to do a mission, and he's yeah. trying to be positive. It wasn't yeah. the right shot, but, no. you know, at the end of the day, you know. It and, is what and it is. And,
1: and, and the thing is that... Travis Head has grown, in our estimation, so much over the last year. What he's done in India oh, since then has made him grow. Yeah, and, he, like, I'm prepared for him to go out and do that occasionally.
0: His, his fourth innings um, batting was phenomenal. I mean, nah. It was mission impossible. You you have to go out and survive. So you can't really go out and just go, I'm just going to put, put the Indians to the sword because you, you're on a hiding to nothing. You're risking getting out for no reason. So he went out there, backed his defence, was positive when he could play positive and should have scored 100. He was the ball that Axar Patel bowled him to.
1: It was the only ball that really, like it was an excellent flighted ball, but the spin on it It yes. was like maybe the only three Deserved or four. 100. Yeah, only three or four balls in the entire test spun that sharply and on such an angle. Yep.
0: Yeah. Um, Smith, I think, didn't do himself any favours. 38 off 135 balls. Probably got to afford to be a little more assertive, but I think he was sort of trying to bat Australia out of danger and just really backed himself to be there for the long haul and ended up missing out. But uh, the other big story from this test that, you know, the few things that we can take away from this test, this is probably the biggest one, Cameron Green. What an innings. When he's come out, the test, I think, was in the balance. We didn't know how the pitch was going to end up playing later on.
1: Yeah, and we um, didn't
0: have enough runs when he'd come out. Four for 170. Yeah. So that's still very manageable. And, and India would have identified early that, okay, for the first couple of days of this test, there are going to be a lot of runs scored on this. It might not break up Might break up later on, but there's some you know, days, you know, two through the end of day three, early day four, we should get some runs. And... Four for 170, we're looking at, the, at not having anywhere near enough. No. And then Cam Green comes out, and I think, what was he? He was 49 at the end of the day one, yeah. but it was only off about
1: 58 balls. He played magnificently. They decided to take the new ball when he first when he first comes to the wicket, and they bowled nine overs at him in at the end of the day, and he just belted them. He belted them yeah. everywhere. He
0: had his, his 10 overs to get set because he, he right. came out in the 71st over, and then, yeah, he just yeah, yeah. really... And, and, and what I liked is I was really sort of concerned because his plan in Sri Lanka was sweep everything, yeah. and we've established that sweeping everything may not be the best thing to do against Ashwin Jadeja and co on Indian wickets. Yeah. And I don't think I saw him play too many sweeps, if and any. I didn't, can't recall him playing a sweep, and I watched most of that innings. I and didn't so see he, him sweep he, at all. he's a player that's already got in his brain like, okay, this worked for me last time I went out and played spin, and then he's going well, actually maybe it's not the right thing, and adapts his game. And, and, and honestly, India looked like they had no They ended up strangling him down the leg side off of just a real rank ball. It was a sweep shot he was actually trying to play with that ball. Yeah. It was the one he got out on. So, yeah. Um, But, yeah, he gloved it down the leg side. I, I reckon he would have scored 200 oh, he was, himself. He was looking absolutely just um Don't you just immaculate. love how he gets on that front foot and just punches it down the ground? Oh, the, the, do you see the one that he hit it between the, between the stumps yeah. and the non-striker, yeah. um, uh, and yeah. just just rocketed away to the boundary? And yeah. I'm just, I think I was sitting there. I hadn't said anything in about five or ten minutes. I was sitting with my partner, and then you know, she's watching her phone and stuff. And I'm just chilling along, watching that engrossed. He's hit that, and I've just got
1: oh, shot. <laughs> Yes, that that would have been something that my neighbours heard quite often. <laughs> and later on at night, it's like, oh, what a shot that is! <laughs> Shots. And then uh, Todd Murphy and Nathan Lyon came
0: out and had a bit of a bit of a dig at the end of the Australian innings, forty-one off uh, sixty-one
1: balls. When I saw that, I was like, that's mm, a pretty flat. Weekend. This is going to be a draw. I, reckon. <laughs> 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 I was thinking the same thing myself when I seen Murphy batting, and they just. What, what intrigued me about him batting is that the spinners who bowled to him didn't really seem to have much of a plan to him. They, I think they just figured, oh, we've knocked him over easy. Well, because of the
0: other wickets were so conducive to spin and yeah. it was hard for anyone to bat, they thought that. But as soon as it wasn't offering really any assistance, they were like, we have we get this move? He yeah. blew <laughs>
1: It's like, really? Um, he surprised me. In quite a good technique. Um, fairly solid in defence. A couple of shots. Likes that sweep shot, obviously, and likes that he wasn't, back
0: cut. He was uncomfortable whenever they tried to trot out a bit of pace. So I'm yeah. not sure if we de- get the same sort of um,
1: positivity out of positivity
0: in Australian wickets yeah. where you can get some fast balls. But yeah, there's a lot to like about it. When there was when the opportunity was there for him to bat, he showed that he could. Yeah. You know, you're not gonna uh, you're not gonna ask your number nine, number ten when the ball's spitting sideways like a cobra to go out and score some runs. But he was a wicket there where there was no really no reason why you couldn't score runs, yeah. and he went out and scored and some runs. Yeah. Um, moving to India, um, again, as I talked about on the, the the mini-pods, what a fantastic innings, A, from firstly from Shubman Gill, coming out proving that he is going to be, you know, win this, you know, the Fab 5 or well, Fab yeah. 4 on their way out. Smith, yeah. Coley, Root, well, maybe not Root, but, you know, they're, they're, there's less cricket in front of them than there is behind, behind them. Yeah. And I think... This guy, along with Marnus, along with Harry Brook, along with Barbara Azam, they're going yeah, to be like that's the next top, Fab Four. Fab Four sort of player. Schulman yeah. Gill is a, a brilliant, brilliant player. Um, and then um, Virat Kohli, uh, been of, a long, one, one long of his, time. One of his best, though. Long, long time between drinks, but the 186 dis- are brought up. We uh, are century number 28. So. The
1: discipline he showed in that innings and the resolve and determination because he knew that he needed to put a big one on here because they were still, we still were sort of in the game before he got going. Once he got going, that was that was the end of the possibility of a result because they were always going to make more than us. Yeah, and he batted so long and. I was actually a little bit disappointed in how we went about bowling to him at the end with eight men on the boundary. I I know it's legal. I'm not a fan of it. Mm. I I sort of think it's against the spirit of what you're doing. If you can't protect the boundary with five men.
0: We got Coley out in the 179th over. Yeah. Yeah. At that point, I think I I, I said it uh, in the the mini mini pods, we bowled valiantly. Yeah. 65 overs from Lyon, 45 overs from Todd Murphy, 25 overs from Matthew Kuneman. At that point, I'm happy for them to put eight blokes on the boundary. Go, you want to go try and hit sixes when you're nine down because you want to get to 200? By all means. But you got these blokes are right here, you miss, you're going to get out. Like, I'm I'm not a fan of everyone on the boundary. I think, yeah, it's it, the rules don't say it's one of those ones. Yeah. Spirit of cricket. Yeah, the rules say that you can do it, but it's yeah, yeah. we don't do that. That's but pretty like, crap. Really. But you know, 100 and 180 overs in the searing heat. You know, at some point, I'm just gonna be like, you know what, guys, like, I'm not gonna hold that against you yeah. too much.
1: Oh, fair enough. Look, I'm just, I'm just reflecting. You know, I'm just an old fogey who's. Oh, um, and I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I
0: don't. I would never want to see it to become practice. I always want to see at least. Some, I, I like the idea it's a solid idea in out yeah. trying to get the the that guy off strike to have a crack at the tail end up yeah. i'm never going to but uh you always got to be trying to get yeah. him out as well you have well. to
1: try and this is where people fall down when they try this plan of uh, it's l- just bowling. we'll just bowl him a ball you'll get yeah. off strike too and then you end up
0: just then you know, if he does his job right, you're spending four or five balls on over not trying to get a wicket, yeah. hoping that you might manage to jag a ball or two to get one. No. So No, it's yeah.
1: it's, very, it's very negative way of approaching things, I think. Unfortunately, we were kind of reduced to it because he, quite frankly, decimated us. Oh, okay. right. <laughs> It's like the only only word for it was decimation. And then um, Axar Patel, just the cherry
0: on top for, you know, we only got, what, three wickets for the series, but he... He turned the tide of this series Man. in terms of his runs. Man. And I think we'll, we'll have a bit of a chat about that now, I think, because I've, we've all seen that. You know, it comes out day five. There's nothing for Australia to play for. We, um, you know, no courage, when has out there who bats for 35 balls before getting out and shouldn't have been out. We should have reviewed it. And then Travis Head and Marnus Labuschagne basically take the wind out of the game. They bat for most of the day um, and end up shaking hands. So um, takeaways from the series. I'm very, very impressed that the Australians got back up on the horse. Yeah. Because after after Delhi? Two two games where you've been dismissed in a session, quite easy you could Wait. just and then going to Indoor where that wicket was what it was, would have been quite easy to go, well they're just gonna get knocked out. Like we were making jokes about it when we had um <clears throat> India in quite a lot of trouble. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we got India out for a hundred right before we're about to get out for thirty sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, like um but they did it. They, they they toughened up, they put the big boy pants on, and they went out and played cricket in the right way and got the job done. And even in this one, they're looking down the end of the barrel, 2-1 and 3-1 is no difference. Yeah. It makes no difference to the standings. No. Australia still makes the final. The border no. Gavascar Trophy isn't more gone. Yeah. You know, they've got to come out here on day five and try and survive. They could have just come out and... Nothing played, about been lazy, been lazy, just yeah. and just not really cared and got rolled and whatever. But they didn't. They stuck to their guns. They came out. They played with pride. My problem is, is where was that in that in games one and two? Yeah. Why did it take us being in a 2 0 hole yeah. to fix the problem?
1: The Delhi one was an absolute <clears> disaster because that was just a brain fade of. Epic proportions. I felt we were probably we we didn't take the right team into the first test, and we paid the price for the fact that we didn't make enough runs when we needed to. the the big The big disappointment for me was obviously Delhi, where you you lose, you're winning the game, yeah. you're winning, and so, you go from winning in one session to losing in one session, and that was so disappointing because it showed a lack of thought, it showed a lack of courage. All the things that we expect from our Australians. Showed a train. lack of expertise. And this, and showed, this, is a, yeah. this is a side
0: McDonald and Co have talked about. This is what Pakistan was for. This is what Sri Lanka was for. It was about getting the plans in place and the methods in place to succeed in India. And it's fine to be outplayed. India are amazing at home. Yeah. But it was, <clears throat> it was the lack of... preparedness for the first two games. It wasn't that we. this is our plan and India were just better than us on the day. We got our plans inherently wrong. Why were we sweeping morning of day three relentlessly and getting out? Why wasn't the the rot stopped at some point? When Smith got out to that that sweep shot, that first sweep shot should have been, put it away, don't play anymore. But Renshaw comes out and plays five out of the next... Eight, eight
1: deliveries. And sweep shots, yeah.
0: And and that's what I just... Where was this courage? Where was this steadfastness? Where was this preparedness that we were talking about while the series was live? Like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that Australia got their act together and didn't embarrass themselves for the rest of the series. Right. But it, not but, embarrassing yourself is not a successful tour. We're, we're talking about this team. This team is one of the best teams in the world and they should be arriving ready to go, not... Fighting with their backs against the wall. Where was like where was this? And, and India were very very good, very very good as they always are at home. But India didn't make Australia go and play all these sweeps. India didn't make Australia get their team selection wrong. They didn't make them, you know, with all the wrong batting plans and stuff. And the problem that the issue they have is. Uh, largely, it's our bowling that has been struggling over the subcontinent to yeah. take... Tw- we're always talk about how do we pick an attack to take 20 wickets in India. This attack did its job. Yeah. Every single innings yeah. did their job. There were moments... The Axar Patel partnership in um yeah, in Aksar. the se- in the second test. Yeah. But they didn't do anything wrong, it was just excellent cricket from India. Yeah. But they rocked up and they did their job every time they walked out
1: there to go. Yeah. And when you consider the inexperience of the guys who we took who basically were the backbone two of the Two debutants yeah. in that series. And didn't they cover themselves in glory? I thought that Murphy
0: Rahul Drava talked about that being the best foreign spin attack since, since Panasar, Panasar and Ashwan. And, and they that, won that series yeah.
1: two one. Yeah. So that's a, I mean that's high praise. And, I mean, we've heard um, the captain as well talking about it, saying, you know, what good quality the line is and yeah. how good the young guys have been. The fact that Jadeja didn't want to talk to Coon of it before until after the end of the series. <laughs> yeah. I'm not giving you no tips until the end of the series, mate. Yeah. You know, that shows a level of respect that has been earned by these guys. Um, the positives that have... I mean, we can focus on a lot of the negatives and we have. Um, the positives to come out of the series have been enormous as well, oh. but
0: Marnus Labuschagne. I mean, there's no big score to his name, but he looked came out and looked positive yeah. every innings. Yeah. Um, sometimes you'd say his game plan wasn't quite right, but nah. he backed himself, and more often than not, he got stuck in and got a start. Yeah. Um, Travis Head, as we talked about at the top, he is now a man for every occasion. Yeah. Um, he Before, it was like, can we really take Travis Head on tour? We know he's going to dominate at home, but will he be the type of player that we can take overseas? And he's answered that question. Yes. He, he, Travis Head now is in your starting 11 for everywhere in the world you go. Yeah. He has earned that right now because he you – know, like we were talking about it during the summer. Travis Head's having an amazing summer. Um, but with what he showed in the winter, does he go to India? And we speculated on that. And I'll, I'll, we, um, we, both, we all said that said probably not. We, yeah. would, if we Push comes to shove. We probably wouldn't pick him to start. We'd probably take him if we wouldn't pick him to start but we thought Australia were going to pick him. But after the end of that summer, he deserved the right to go out and fail. And what he did is he came out when he finally got his go and he excelled. Mm. And the difference between Travis Head that we saw in Sri Lanka and the Travis Head that we saw in India is immense. Whatever Travis Head has done in that period of time, I commend him because he was a completely different player in
1: those conditions. I just think he's decided to back himself. You know, I I think we kind of... It's one of those things that when, you, when you've had failure, that when you've failed in certain situations where expectation has been put on you and then they're saying, well, look, we don't think you're up to this, okay? He has just been a revelation. And I think the big difference is he's decided, no, I'm going to play my game. I'm not going to. I'm going to change a few little things, but was the Travis head we seen in India was very very reminiscent of the Travis head we seen in Australia. Yeah,
0: just, just backed ruthless. himself to play his yeah. shots,
1: see ball, hit ball.
0: Um, you know, backed his defence. I don't think he. Like, if he was batting to save my life on no. day five on a turning track, no. he's not that player yet. No. Um, he hasn't come that far, but he is a long he's long strides away from being able to succeed in subcontinent conditions. Yeah. So I don't think he's going to ever, you know, bat you out to save a game. But, yeah. you know, if there's if the game on the line and you need to go for runs, he's got himself into a position where yeah, he quite Possibly could bat your way, bat you yeah. to a victory in, in the subcontinent now, which is what you want.
1: Isn't it exciting? But at the moment, we've got these guys running around in these middle orders like your Brooks, your Darryl Mitchells, your Travis Heads, and they, they just turn the game. Yeah. They just walk in, they just turn
0: the game. It, it's almost getting to the point that if you don't have a player like that, you're yeah. going to start falling
1: behind exactly. the, rest the, the rest of the world. It's very much like that. I, um, I think. Um, to be quite honest, I, I rate Daryl Mitchell really, really high. Yeah, I I it, seen especially his
0: series over in England when he went over there. Yeah. What, 300s he rattled off, I think, yeah. in that
1: series? Um, I can see a very similar sort of thing that happened for Travis Head. Um, I think that the English will struggle to contain him on those grounds, particularly once the swing starts dying. I don't want to see him exposed at three for 20 with Anderson and Broad hooping it everywhere. That's going to find him out a little bit. but yeah, he
0: definitely gets, won't over the batting.
1: No, <laughs> no. But if we can lay a platform for him and he's coming in at three for 180, three for 200, and look and out you've got to
0: imagine their wickets are going to be a little more tame than what yeah. we're normally used to because they want to be able to go out and score runs. Yes,
1: um, oh, it's going other- to be very interesting. We'll, obviously, we're going to do an Ashes preview at some stage. Oh, we but definitely will. It's <laughs> getting very exciting, folks. Um,
0: some other positives. We now have, have identified that if Nathan Lyon gets injured, we have two test-ready spinners yeah. ready to go. Coonerman and uh, um, Todd Murphy will not let you down Todd if Murphy. they became the lead spinner for Todd Australia. Todd Murphy for has
1: been the revelation of, this, of the last year in Australia. Not just this tour, but the last year, he came from absolutely nowhere. Remember the first time we you we, we had to go look up his my cricket stats because yeah. he was playing grade cricket in
0: Victoria. Yeah,
1: who is this guy? Well, he we was named to
0: the Australian A tour, yeah. and then now he's like you know, one half a shield, half a season of shield, and That's then it's into the Australian side. He debuted a, with seven wickets. Yeah. Um you know, just looked every bit, every bit a seasoned uh, campaigner, and. If Nathan Lyon broke his leg tomorrow and was ruled out for the next five to six months, yeah. I have no issue taking Todd
1: Murphy. Oh, to Todd Murphy is Todd Murphy is the next man on that plane, mate. Yeah, um, it's going to be interesting to see. Do we take him to England?
0: Oh, for mine, I think you do. He's your backup spinner. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bother with. Um, yeah, I don't. I, I don't want to taking... throw him out. I wouldn't bother with Swepson. Yeah, I'd be. I'd be taking Murphy. Just yeah. You know, um, like, so Harrison, uh, we we had on for our English show that we had last yeah. year that you talked about it that he doesn't think that. Uh, Leg spin has got a massive future in in Test cricket at the moment, unless you're a real, real artist with the with the ball, and that yeah. Mitch Swepson is not that. No. If you look around the world right now, you name me one team that has a full time game in game out leg spinner leading. Nobody up. does. Nobody does. Nobody They're all does. off spin or yeah. left arm orthodox. orthodox. Yeah.
1: Because um, they play a very, very, um, they play like dual role of being able to take wickets but keep the runs really tight. Which is why you, Warren you know, is just he's, yeah. We don't you can't. If, if you
0: want to, if you want to really come down to who's the best spinner of all time, ask yourself how many off spinners are around there doing their job right now, and ask yourself how many leg spinners are doing their job in Test cricket right now. Yeah. The fact that Warren was excess, as successful as he was, not playing in spinning conditions, playing with a fast bowling attack that took all of his wickets for him, and managed to have that career just says that just what a freak of nature he was. And that's one of the reasons why I don't want to discount him. He's obviously a very talented player,
1: but for mine I just don't think Mitch Swepson fits into No, he's not he doesn't fit the plan that we're going with now, I don't think, because he's not that guy who's gonna come in and grab your bag. He's not going to get you seven or six or seven wickets like a... You, and, and he's you, too loose to be able to yeah. do
0: a holding job. Too many four balls. I, I think if he wants to continue with his national honours, he needs to be looking at really strengthening his white ball game because yeah. there's lots of leg spinners in white ball cricket.
1: Yeah, Because they, they play that very negative sort of role. They yeah. just dart the ball in. They're not traditionally bowling leg breaks. They're bowling top spinners and the occasional wrongen. I mean, Rashid Khan would be the best... Leg spinner running around in, in T20 cricket. I think it, that's a pretty easy statement to make. The guy doesn't bowl leg spinners. He bowls top spinners and he bowls wrong Yeah. That's not a leg spin. A leg, to bowl a leg spinner is actually really hard. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why not many people do it.
0: Um. So, yeah, it's, it's great to see that from all of that, uh, we do. We've now uncovered some more some more um some more spin. Mm. Um Cam Green yeah. breaking that uh, that hundred well, duck that he's I been was, on.
1: I was always I was just an inevitability like the sun coming up, but wow, wasn't it the sunrise? what um, right an in innings.
0: Alex Carey establishing himself as an elite yeah. wicket keeper. He was brilliant. Um, with the gloves. His batting completely fell away, so he's got some work to do from there. But with the gloves he was Faultless.
1: Yeah, I, I can't remember him. I don't remember him dropping a ball, like in general, just dropping a ball. Let alone dropping catches. Um, he got a couple of stumpings, um, and looked so tidy, so neat and tidy too.
0: Especially when you consider how much that ball was turning and the bounce was different. So not yeah. be conceding that many buys either. That, that is, it's phenomenal work from yeah. from Alex Carey. Um, I suppose looking forward, you know, David Warner is a big question mark. He is obviously was ruled out with injury. He's yeah. had so much form issues leading out of that. Where do we go from there with David Warner? A lot of the talk is he like he's back for the one days, which will be starting I think at the end of this week. Fine, um, but. but- you know, where yeah. do we go from there as a Test cricketer? No. Alec, uh, Andrew McDonald has talked about he's got he's backing him to the World Test Championship final. Oh. I'm interested to see whether or not maybe there might be a, let's give him the World Test Championship final and maybe he'll walk out off to the sunset sort of thing so his last act as an Australian Test player is not to go off hurt. I don't know. Maybe they think that he's going to be ready. He's got some work to do because he wasn't good in India. Um, he hasn't been good in England, and that's where we're going next. And, so. he,
1: and he wasn't good in Australia. No. He wasn't good in Australia. He won innings, and he was damn lucky to get to 200. I mean, it was a furnace down there, and I think halfway through the day, the South Africans have given up on it anyway. <laughs> like, take that 200 out of it. He's yeah. averaging 21. So That uh, is not test quality, and we've got guys waiting in the wings to come in and do the job. We could put Renshaw in there. We could put Bancroft in there. Whiteman's having another really strong year as well why, for WI. Why are we wasting our time with this geriatric?
0: I think wasting, like, it, it's tough. He, he's been a, a really faithful servant for a long time, and you don't want to see them go out. But, yeah, at some point, you've just got to, you've got to pull the cord. We're, like, at the, we're at the Aaron Finch stage now in test cricket. We are. And in all fairness, Sandpapergate probably evaporated a lot of the runs. Like, when you know Ponting and Hussey and Gilchrist and those guys that struggle, well, this is Ricky Ponting. He's got some runs in the bank. Yeah. The fact that Sandpapergate happened for mine evaporated a lot of those runs in the bank that yeah. he had. Like, you know, you've got and done this. You've sullied the good name of Australian cricket. You know, you, when, when form hits you don't quite have that same safety net of what you've done before just from a personal yeah. feel about it. Yeah. Um, moving forward, so we've got the World Test Championship Final in June. We'll have a real quick chat about that. So obviously we're going to be playing in neutral conditions, and you would imagine that the conditions that will end up favouring the Australian bowlers. But that being said, um, India do have a very good bowling attack. Yeah. For but who East. are
1: the Australian bowlers going to be?
0: Well, I think it's going to be a really, you know, I'm not sh- So you'd imagine it would be the same bowlers they're going to use to the Ashes. So they'll have fully fit, Stark, Cummins, Hazelwood will play at the Oval. Yeah. Um, you'd imagine that Nisa and Bolland will be there in the wings as well. So, um, you know, with the Cam Green as well. would be loving to see what Cam Green can do with the juke ball. Yeah, take um, it and taking an Aaron Hardy
1: as well. And then uh, we've got a reasonable – that's a reasonable scene bowling cartel that you've got on in your 16-man squad. Taking two spinners. Um, we're getting batting out of green as well. So we're taking, what, seven batsmen, a wicketkeeper, six bowlers. And then a couple of reserve players.
0: Yeah. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see if Bumrah is going to be healthy for India, but it's not looking like he's going to be. It's not looking like he's. I think nah. he's missing the whole IPL, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, so he's not
1: going to play in the IPL at all. So, and that finishes it in May. And, the, and it's in June. Yeah, the I first week of June, too. I can't see it, mate. I just can't. So you're looking then Shammy, who is an absolute
0: weapon I just, for Shammy them. will
1: be there.
0: Um, yeah. Suraj, you'd imagine, and have a crack out there. Maybe Sakura as well. They used him quite a lot. They like to use... Um, Shout to and he Sakura.
1: He like, he, oh, he's a good player. That'd it was more like, of
0: the fourth quick than the, the yeah, third he's quick. Yeah, not, he's not a third seamer for mine. I'd imagine that Ashwin will probably miss out. They'll see Jadeja as their lone spinner. They'll have um, Thakur being that all-rounder that plays sort of that yeah. Ashwin role. They might
1: bring in that um. Oh, I can't think
0: of his name. And, you she had to imagine it go. I, I he yeah. was
1: so poor
0: in that last. I to be better but. over in England with a duke. But are you Matt, he's he's especially considering that. Um, that uh, boomer is injured. Yeah, he's probably the fastest. Of them. They'll have someone with a bit of
1: experience, and a bit of pace. Yeah, um, I'm not convinced. I've never really been overly convinced about him during his entire career. For like, he's I say flashes of brilliance. Yeah, he really he's never been the kicked ma- on. He's never been the man for India, has he? There's always been a number bowler, and he's been like a, a big player sort of thing. So. Shammy injured Asia for mine. I think will be the big.
0: The, the big weapons yeah. for over in those conditions, I think, today, especially because the oval is one that typically spins a little bit more oh, later on. Yeah, look, you're going to. It's never going to be an out and out spinner, but if you're going to no. find any wicket in England that's going to offer a oh,
1: probably, bit of spin, probably Old Trafford would be more of a like Manchester, Birmingham would be those ones. I would suggest the oval is going to be more of a, a traditional sort of test match wicket where you're gonna, it's going to be a little bit green to start with. The first day will be tough, the second and third days will be good, we get to the fourth and fifth day and it'll start to break up and bring the spinners into the game. Yeah. That's what you that's traditionally where the oval sort of goes. Um, it can be a road too. Yeah, It can be a real road. So depending on, on conditions and all that sort of stuff, it's it's um I can see us giving them a bit of a, a bit of a run for their money over there, but I'm not sure they're particularly gonna like our pace on wickets that's gonna assist the pace.
0: Well, I think the big thing is they're, they're, they've they just come from a tour over in England not that long ago, and they a lot of their key batsmen, you know, Robert Sharma held themselves, you know, to yeah. a fairly high standard. Jadeja scored some runs. So I, I don't think they're scared of swinging conditions yeah, yeah. as much as they might have been in times, in years gone by. They're prepared yeah. for the challenge. So, yeah. um it's going to be it's going to be interesting, and Australia typically doesn't swing the ball a great deal with the with the Duke you know, Cummins yeah. and Hazelwood aren't big swing bowlers, so
1: no.
0: um, it's going to be it's going to be a really really intriguing Test match, and uh, hopefully it's one that we can get on, and we, that means we'll have won every ICC award. Yeah. Oh yeah, Yeah. All right, um, so that'll that'll do us for. Um,
1: for another for, episode. For another
0: episode. We'll um I think yeah, the ODI series kicks off on Friday. Yeah. So day after tomorrow for us. Yeah, so, so we'll have a bit of a we'll rundown run on some a more of the more to games. talk about. Yep. Um we'll see if Sri Lanka can fight back and level the
1: series at one one for their two mm-hmm. one. Has oh, it, okay. Hasn't it been amazing Like how much test cricket we've actually seen but over the last few months? It's just been test cricket all over the world, and some of it's been really, really good.
0: Even the um, South Africa West Indian series yeah. has had moments of brilliance Matt. then coupled with uh, moments of just absolute mediocrity. Like, yeah. <laughs> West Indies got themselves into genuine winning positions quite a lot over those two games. And yet again. And their batting
1: in the fourth innings, let them down. Yeah, well, I think at one stage I was 6-32 for in the last one. It's yeah. just like, you're not going to win. No. You know, you've done the hard work, you know. I admittedly, Bavuma got away from them on the last day, but... That know. first uh, test, they, uh, they had no
0: business being as close as what they were, but their bowlers did an excellent job uh, keeping them in the game and then, yeah, their batting just... Uh, uh, yeah, they, Let they,
1: down they, again. they, they desperately need to find some solid middle-order players. I think they've got a very good opening, potentially a very, very good opening partnership with Chander Paul and um, Rathwaite. But the once you get down past them, I mean, they had Raymond Reefer at number three the other day, and you know Kyle Mayers coming at number four. Kyle Mayers isn't the number four batsman, mate. Uh, said, it was Blackwood at four, they had Mayers at four. Oh, it yeah. was batting higher than what he should be. Yeah, Mayers he... is the number seven. Number six, number
0: seven, come yeah. on. They've got quite a few players that are a number of six, number seven, come yeah. on.
1: Well, you can't have Ross and Chase batten at seven, eight.
0: Yeah, they've know. got. Um, well, they've got uh, De Silva. They've got Chase. They've got Mayers, They've got Holder. Yeah. And I even think. Blackwood is probably a six as well. Yeah. I think they've probably got five blokes that have all got a bat at six, yeah. six or seven. So, yeah, what can do. All right, guys, that'll do us for this week. Um, thank you very much for listening. And uh, as always, cricket will keep rolling on, and uh, we'll be there to talk about it. But until then, bye for now.
1: Over. Sports Social Podcast Network.